Good morning, dear friends. Uh, it's another Friday, and I welcome you to this weekend. It's my prayer that this weekend that the Almighty God will be gracious to you, that you will experience God's mercy, God's favor, God's divine assistance in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It's my prayer I particularly join those who have projects in their hands. You have a project in your hand, you have a vision, but provision is lacking. You have a project and it's been stagnated for lack of provision. I pray for you that the mercy of God will visit you. The Lord will send you help. Provisions will come from places you least expected, from people you least imagined. The help of the helpless, the present help in the time of trouble will arise and provide for that need. In the name of Jesus, I decree progress, tangible progress to that vision in your heart, to that project in your hands, in the mighty name of Jesus. You will have testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. So shall it be in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. At this morning, we are proceeding on living for eternity living for eternity, and I'm particularly focusing on we being wise investors. Be a wise investor. And we're starting our reading from the book of Luke chapter 18, from verse 18 to 24. It was Jesus' encounter with a man. The Bible says, And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good save one, that is, God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, All this have I kept from my youth up. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet thou lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast, and distribute to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? May the Lord bless his word in our hearts in Jesus' name. Now let me start this morning by thanking you, dearly beloved, for your decision and commitment to listening to and sharing this basic truth being shared on this platform. Much more, I want to thank you for your resolve also to doing them. Remember the words of our Master Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. He said, Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall I enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Paul also made it clearer. In Romans chapter 2 from verse 13, he said, For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. Ezra possesses a correct attitude to the word of God. When he decided in Ezra chapter 7 verse 10, he said, Ezra prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. Now, some of us who are listening to these messages, 
They are just very simple. They are not mysteries. Some of you are good teachers, senior ministers in the faith. It takes humility for you to be receiving these messages and listening to them. And some of you still go ahead and send it to one, two people. Now, it takes that humility. That was the spirit of Ezra to seek the law of God, to do it, and then to teach it. Now, James said, be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Therefore, it is very expedient that we have a right attitude to the word of God. As we are listening to them, let's learn. As we learn, let's do it. As we are doing it, let's also teach others to do the same. Now, as we are progressing in our sharing, we are considering right investment that we should engage in as believers. In our text, a rich ruler asked Jesus a critical question. He said, what can I do to inherit eternal life? And according to his personal assessment, he believed he has kept the commandments of God in avoiding, stealing, fornication, adultery. He said all of those things I've avoided since my youth up. I've kept the word. But Jesus told him of a major omission in his life. What he has left undone. In verse 22, he told him, Now when Jesus had these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Now there appears to have been a bank of and in heaven that many people are not aware of. Many people are not conscious of it. While you are still here, you can open and be depositing into your account in heaven daily or periodically. This happens when we invest our resources into the life of a needy life or a family. Sell all that you have, Jesus said, and distribute to the poor. And you shall have treasure in heaven. It's not just going to make heaven, but to have resources in heaven waiting for you. And this is a good investment. Now, this ought to be our passion as believers. Investing into the lives of people. Jesus counseled us in Matthew chapter 6 from verse 19 to 21. He said, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth. Where moth and rust does corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. He said, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In the Gospel of St. Luke, Jesus spoke a parable, which we are going to look into very briefly. Don't forget, we're talking about being a wise investor. God has blessed you with riches. God has blessed you with resources. What should you do with them? Now, let's look at the life of a man. In Luke chapter 12, from verse 16, the Bible says, He spake unto them a parable, saying, The ground of a rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? 
because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns, build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thy ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that laid up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Now, beloved, is it wrong for believers to be rich? Absolutely no. In fact, that is God's plan and promise for us in the scriptures. You know, he's taught John, verse 2, he said, I wish above all things that you prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospereth. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, you'll see all the numerous promises of God for anyone who will hear his word and get committed to doing them. So rich in going out and coming, the store and everything. That is God's plan. God delights in the prosperity of his servants, according to that Psalm 35 verse 27. So, God wants us to prosper. But what is the problem with this rich man that made Jesus to suddenly tell him, listen, you will die tonight. You won't continue to live. In verse 23, the Bible says, life is more than meat. Luke 12, 23, life is more than meat and the body is more than raiment. The rich man here was condemned not because he got riches, because he labored for them legitimately and he got them. But just for one thing, his focus was all on himself and the neglect of others. In that Luke chapter 12, verses 32 and 33, Jesus said, Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But sell that ye have, and give arms. Provide for yourself bags, which wax not old, a treasure in heavens that faileth not. We are no thief approaches, neither moth corrupted. God said, come on, go and sell what you have. Give arms. And as you are doing that, he said, you are providing for yourself bags, which cannot wax old, and a treasure you are depositing in your heavenly account. Now, this is the demand of Jesus from his followers. He wants to bless us. But in blessing you, he wants you to become a blessing. That has been in Genesis chapter 12. Now, Apostle James lent his voice to this in James chapter 1 verse 27. He said, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. In James chapter 2, verse 14 to 16, he said, What does he profit? My brethren, though a man say he has faith and has not works, can faith save him? If a brother or a sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you said unto him, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, notwithstanding, he giveth him not those things which and needful to the body. What does he profit? Beloved, the Bible is full of instructions about what we should do 
with our resources. I believe God wants to prosper you. I'm trusting God to prosper me. If resources are in my hand, I know what to do. Oh, I remember a daughter I adopted about four years ago, all right, during Valentine. I didn't know. I didn't know, him from, know her from either. I just met her during that program we organized and pick her up. And today he has become a daughter of mine. His father, her father, have thrown her out together with her sisters. And they live as if they are fatherless, no motherly care, no fatherly care, no brotherly care, just thrown out. Today, by the mercies of God, she's undergoing a training in a school. All right? A higher institution. I remember another brother's case who also was thrown out like that, who have been struggling to survive here and there. I shared the body with a pastor friend of mine who took him up. He said, Reverend, I'm interested in that young man. And they have not met till today. Yet this man have trained him through uh, 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 a polytechnic. He's now an undergraduate in a, in a university. That is what God wants us to do with our resources. The young man is so excited that he now has somebody he can call a father. Don't forget the Lord's major screening. You know, what he said will be a major consideration at the gate of heaven. You know, in Matthew chapter 25, from verse 31 to 41, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all his holy angels with him shall he, and he shall sit on the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another. As shepherd divides his sheep from the goats, and he shall set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on the left. Then shall the king say to them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom, prepare for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. And I was a stranger, you took me naked, you clothed me. I was sick, you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer, saying, Lord, when did we see thee hungry, fed thee, thirsty, and gave thee drink? And when did, so, when did we see you, a stranger, and took you in, naked and clothed thee? Or when did we see you sick and in prison, and came unto thee? And the king answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of my brethren, ye have done it for me. Hallelujah. This is... This is the true Christianity. This is imparting lives. I remember in the school that we, that we started just about a year plus ago, all right, absolutely free education for the poorest of the poor in, our com in the community. Uh, each time I visit the school, all right, I don't pay them from my own direct pocket per se. I do my own little contribution and friends also contribute. I made them to know that this are the, is the product of the donations of believers. They pray and pray and pray. Parents, children, and all that. These are lives being touched. Many is being given to their lives. Those who have died without seeing the light of education, they now have a future. Beloved, I want to encourage you to please be, be gracious in your giving. Give to the poor generously. Give to genuine Christian cause. Give to kingdom projects that will impact on human lives. Adopt a child. Nurse a child for God. 
Do as much as the Lord will inspire you to do without grudging. Beloved, I want to commit you to the hand of God this morning that the Lord will speak to you far beyond what I've been able to say. All right? I believe God will increase you in resources. He will increase you in blessings. But I believe God also will make you a greater blessing to impart lives all around you in the name of Jesus. The Lord bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Good morning. I'm your brother and friend. Sunday, I will have a blessed day.